2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are pleased that you are with us here today on Main Menu. We hope you've had a good week this past week, and that you're back with us here again this week on Main Menu. As we promised you last week, we aired the first part of a presentation from the Envy Access Conf back in March of this year about moving from JAWS or Windowize to NVDA, transitioning from those screen readers to the NVDA screen reader. And we're going to be airing the second part today on Main Menu. We're going to start out, though, with an interview done by Jeff Bishop from ACB Radio. And Jeff's going to be interviewing fine folks from Humanware, and they're going to be talking about all the latest, greatest stuff from Humanware that they're showing or were showing at the AFB Leadership Conference that was held here just a few weeks ago. And then Joseph Lee from NV Access comes along with part two of the transitioning from JAWS or Windowize to NVDA. And then Jeff Bishop comes back with us again, and he's going to be interviewing the fine folks from iBill Project, the folks who are providing to blind people in the United States a free money reader to read their dollar bills with and they are going to talk about how you can get one of those if you don't have it and if you have one and you happen to lose it how you can get a replacement that's what we have this week here on main menu just a few real short technology things we'll give you real quickly if you're a jaws user and you're using jaws 16 you will want to know if you haven't found out already that on wednesday may 13th Freedom Scientific did bring out a new update to JAWS 16, and so if you don't have that, you may either want to go to the Freedom Scientific webpage and download that, or the simplest way, of course, is just to go to JAWS on your computer, go to the Help menu, go to Check for Updates. It will show you the new update. Check the Update and Tab to Install, and it will download the latest update and install it for you. You'll reboot, and you'll be running the latest update to JAWS. 16. The other quick thing I wanted to tell you, in case you're interested, any of you who might be interested in taking a peek at what's coming up in the near future may be interested in taking a look at the latest Microsoft Office 2016 preview, which is now available. You can get that by going to the Office webpage and searching for it there, or you could search in Google to find out the exact web address to go to to download a copy of that preview and install it on your computer. And they are at this point saying that Office 2016 is expected to be released this fall, so in case you're interested, you might want to take a look at that. I've taken a little bit of a look at it, and so far it's looking pretty good and pretty accessible. We're going to go ahead now and get right into our show for this week. You have a great week. I hope you're having a wonderful spring, and we'll see you back here again next week on main menu. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. 
If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream where your listening is our business. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Dominic Agliano. We've been around a long time. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, we've uh, heard your voice many, many a time on Main Menu. Yes. So uh, yesterday morning, I spoke at uh, Tech Trends with Lee Huffman, and uh, we talked about innovation in assistive technology and humanware. And I brought up uh, a, f- a product from way in the past of the DOS days, and it was Master Touch, oh, yes. the touchpad, yes. and <laughs> how you could run your fingers across the touch. And just think 23 years ago, we introduced something and uh, where you can actually touch a screen and read it. Yes, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of parallel there, although uh, MasterTouch went away as DOS went away too, or right. maybe DOS went first. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, some of the other things that we're doing is uh, like on the stream and the Stratus, you know, the new stream has Wi-Fi built into it. It's and, fantastic. I have one myself. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the idea of copying files from the computer and then putting it onto yep. the SD card. Everything's going direct now. Um, We talked about in Sweden where newspapers, uh, you subscribe to newspapers and it goes directly to the player. CNIB uh, in Canada downloads material directly to the players. You press the eject button and it returns the book to the library. So the the idea of of storage and media uh, is kind of going away because we've all become cloud-based and it's it's a Dropbox world. Absolutely. Well, you got NLS, you got NFB Newsline and uh, Bookshare. You, you guys have got pretty much everything covered, not to mention the uh, OO Tunes integration on the uh, Victor Reader stream as well. Right, and there's the podcast and the internet radio. Exactly, so, yes. Um, as long as you can get a Wi-Fi connection, you know, you can just read the online world opens all the time. Up. But, uh, you know, there are times when you do need to save things to storage and read later uh, yep. when you don't want to log on or wherever you might Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing that's really new and, and we'll start shipping this month in April is the uh, the Breeze Plus. And, yes. And it's kind of interesting because uh, about a year or so ago at uh, at the Mobility Conference in New Orleans, people said, uh, well, what's going on with Breeze? You know, there are all these apps that are out there for, uh, for GPS and, you know, there's Google Maps and all of that stuff. And we talked to people at the VA and guy, uh, Leader Dog and, and other O&M instructors leaders in the field and they said you, you know you've got to keep something simple like the breeze that um, uh, that is one handed operation with the cane and a dog and you press one button and you know where you're at um, and you're, you know you want to save your phone for security purposes as well. Absolutely. So uh, what we did is uh, there's newer and better GPS uh, technology and chips yep. out there mm-hmm. so uh, it has a, a, a more accurate it, it uh, can uh, connect better acquisition is the word 
I'm looking for and better in canyon uh, areas in larger cities. Um, we know that people want to travel in parks and college campuses and hikes, so in open areas you can force it to stay in the uh, manually in the open area as opposed to trying to bring you out of the park and back right, exactly. the yes, Right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and of course there's a new map set and a few other things, so yeah, it's uh, that's the, the Breeze Plus. And, uh, now, can people upgrade from the original yes, Breeze? Yes, exactly, and so what we can do is, um, so we can, we just need to step out of the crowd here, uh, we can, you can upgrade your current Breeze for $199, and that includes wow, the that's new a great GPS deal. board, a new battery, uh, if you've used your Breeze a lot and your keypad is worn down, we'll put in a new keypad, you have a new case cover, which says Breeze Plus, so we know Very you have nice. a new model, and then, Very nice. um, and this, of course, the software on the maps for $199. That's great. Yeah, that's great. All right, well, you guys have been really, really busy, and I'm sure we'll yeah, uh, have more to hear about, and, you yes. know, in uh, July when we see you at the Absolutely, we're looking you know, forward convention. to seeing you in, uh, in Dallas, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, Thanks. thank you very, very Thanks, much. And Bhavya Shah just brought up an interesting question. Is it possible for people who have transitioned from JAWS to Windows to NVIDIA and vice versa, or perhaps who are coming from Windows-wise and whatnot, um, Bavish asked about whether uh, it's possible to let people talk about transitioning from JAWS to NVDA to NV JAWS to NVDA and vice versa and whatnot. So I've been using JAWS since 2003 uh, when JAWS 5.0 came out. Technically, I was using JAWS 4.5 then, and then I used JAWS 5 from 2003 uh, for a number of years. Uh, I've used JAWS for a lot of things pretty much everything until NVIDIA came along the scene. And then I subscribed to NVIDIA users support list uh, back then was summer 2012. Since somebody asked about Korean and using reading Korean with NVIDIA and I found out that there was no Korean translation for NVIDIA. So I decided to, so I decided to become the Korean translator for NVIDIA and then I was studying computer science back then, uh, studied programming. So I decided to dive into NVIDIA source code to see how it worked. And then right now, these, as of 2015, I use both JAWS and NVIDIA in some circumstances. Uh, NVIDIA, for right now, NVIDIA is a primary screen reader for me, and JAWS comes in for emergencies. It was a quite a learning, it was, learning curve was slightly difficult, not as difficult as learning from one operating system to another, but it was there. Uh, the thing that helped me the most was trying to uh, find out which commands were similar and which were different, especially some concepts were different between JAWS and NVDA. And, uh, <clears throat> and right now these days, I'm still investigating JAWS Windows to see what's new in JAWS 15, 16 and whatnot. If, if Freedom Simple does come out with JAWS 17 beta, then I'm going to test that also to see what's up. Uh, my role mostly in NVIDIA world has been to create add-ons, review the community add-ons, there was a scripts that is, and to uh, help out and to help out with uh, translating NVIDIA to Korean. So right now, I would say I've, I've sort of fully transitioned. There are some cases where I need to use JAWS and whatnot. So uh, any other commenters, please? I transitioned a few years ago. I, I Similar history. I won't go through the early part. Everyone's is probably the same. 
um, grabbed an early version of Jaws because there was no other thing. And my school purchased it for me because um, I was a little, a little wee person. And so I've been using Jaws since about 1999. Uh, there wasn't much else about back then, I guess, window-wise. But um, when I switched to NVDA a couple of years ago, and, I, and I'm still learning, actually. I, I, I was one of the people who found it very hard to transition. And one of the reasons that I, I think it, it's lack of a JAWS cursor in NVDA. Well, they have one, sort of. But it, it's not the same, and it can really throw you off. Um, now I am a primary NVDA user. I have learned it, mainly because it's a, it's a little more efficient. JAWS is just too bloated and stuff. I, I have the emergency backstop if needed. But now that I'm on NVDA, I am a happy NVDA user. Um, there isn't much negative I have to say about a free and open source screen reader that opens up the world to millions and millions of people. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I do find, I, I wonder, the transition process could be made a little easier. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, just food for thought. Um, well, I was using JAWS like in 2003 or in 2009 when I bought uh, the first computer that I have uh, used. Then I switched to NVDA in middle 2011. When I used NVDA, it gave me a very happy experience with it. I, NVDA is my first it's computer on using in Panama and other countries in in the United States. I believe Ravia has a question or a comment. Hello, so I was basically instructed I'm a late blind person. So I became completely blind in 2012, I guess. And I needed to use a computer to do my schoolwork. So I was being instructed with JAWS for Windows. But then when I had to purchase my own laptop and install a screen reader on it, uh, we were hesitant to purchase JAWS due to its high cost. So we, I decided to transition from N, the JAWS to NVDA and I found the learning curve quite less because at that time I was an extremely basic user and still I was able to transition to NVDA myself and then I remained on NVDA because the users list got a lot of information and I liked NVDA and so NVDA is now my primary screen reader so happy with it okay that's great that's, that's, that's great too. and it was ladies and gentlemen there was Baba Shah who, post, who proposed this and I believe somebody has another comment Derek I believe Derek Rima have a comment So when I started using NVDA, I was actually using JAWS, and I'd always used JAWS. Um, it was, I think, 2012, because, yeah, 2012.1 could just come out um, with the automatic updater, and I started using NVDA just before that, and the new installer came out. Um, and the first thing that I saw um, was... I went into this Google search and said, are there any free screen readers out there? Because I wasn't great at using computers at the time. I was getting ready to start learning how to program, um, touch playing with it a bit. Um, and when I realized that there was an open source screen reader out there, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then 
I started contributing a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, I think I got on the users list shortly after that, and uh, it was a pretty good community besides, for the most part, I got really good feedback from it. There were a couple of instances in which people were people, but <laughs> besides that, it was a great experience there. And then I started doing more development work in 2013, um, especially with add-ons, and uh, then last year I threw my April Fool's joke with the 40-minute mode for NVDA, um, which was probably when I started doing a lot more development, um, and I started contributing some features this year, and have completely stopped using JAWS as of now. I haven't really used it in a year. Okay, that's and that's an interesting thing to say. Uh, some would use JAWS in very emergency cases. Uh, and there, later, we know, ladies and gentlemen, um, is the one who did the Google Apps session last time, and he is the one behind other uh, add-ons out there. And he's one of the upcoming rising stars in the add-ons and development world. So I'm fortunate to have him on board as one of the third-party developers. And I can, I'm giving out a disclaimer that I'm not part of MV Access. I'm just a volunteer developer. Uh, I believe Zonover has a comment. Excuse me. I have transitioned to NVDA from JAWS when the uh, release of 0.5 has came out. Um, and I can say that my learning curve was uh, slightly short because uh, when I started to learn NVDA, uh, I saw a lot of similarities regarding the um, shortcut keys and um, and the um, functionality. Uh, and I have seen that it's improving constantly, especially I remember times when I switched to snapshots from the 0.5 release. I was using snapshots till, till uh, version 2011.1, then I started to use stable versions. Um, and one good thing about uh, JAWS and NVDA, which I haven't pointed out, but it's a real truth, is that NVDA has a better time response than JAWS has itself. And it doesn't take um, more CPU than JAWS does all the time. So, thank you for my comment. Thank you for listening. That's an interesting point about performance. Although some people have been now, uh, have been uh, writing to NVX saying that uh, NVDB has become slightly slower uh, when it comes to performance. Uh, as for performance-wise, is subjective. 
it depends on whatever software you have and whatnot. Draw sometimes can exhibit the same problem. Draw some in some cases draws is slightly faster than NVDA. Sometimes it is not. So you bring a very excellent point about performance. Okay, Hanks has a question. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, and this may have already been discussed. I was taking my guide dog out. Um, is there? I, I don't know if this is a possibility or is this even been thought of, but one of the problems that I personally have is I'm one of the the things that I'm having a hard time with transitioning from JAWS to NVDA is the whole JAWS cursor versus NVDA. That seems to be one of my huge sticking points was to transition. Is there been, and I don't really know how this would work, or rather what even to add, but is there any consideration possibly of maybe making an add-on to help uh, people transition from JAWS to NVDA? Another uh, suggestion is maybe uh, somebody could put together a actual like user guide for JAWS users specifically for transitioning to NVDA. I know there's an article out there that explains a little bit of it, but uh, it's just some kind of su suggestions and stuff like that I was wanting to make. Okay, so you bring up very important points about transition uh, to JAWS uh, question. Uh, JAWS cursor NVDA world is a combination of screen review and review cursor. That is, if you use review cursor, uh, if you use screen, screen review mode, you can use review cursor that is keys on the numpad or in the laptop, it will be error keys, NVDA key, and other keys to move through uh, text, the contents of the screen. There are cases where, in some cases, they will not work. Uh, someone uh, asked me a question. Um, I will and I'm going to revoke soon. Thank you for my, thank you for my name. Uh, maybe his comment may not be related to that. Um, you bring up a very important point about transitioning for the trash cursor. Though. Uh, so continue from that. So you use review cursor commands to move to the contents of that screen, and that sort of emulates JAWS cursor. But then the thing crucial difference is that NVDA will not let the mouse follow where you're going. And to move through the mouse, you have to uh, manually uh, press NVIDIA numpad divide to move the mouse to wherever you're at, and then click it. And uh, I, as for tutorials, uh, it was mentioned by Hank that there is indeed an article written by some someone. I believe it's Cara Luis who wrote that, uh, or maybe Claire Page or Cara Luis who wrote that that talks about transitioning from JAWS to NVDA. And uh, there is a section up there that talks about JAWS cursor and whatnot, I believe, unless if there isn't one. So as for tutorial or add-on that will be put on together about switching from JAWS to NVDA, I would say let's not put an add-on because there's too, too much of those. Uh, but then I'm sure people might be willing to have a to audio tutorial that talks about different difference between JAWS and NVIDIA more than what we just covered today. 
and some and a as somebody just reminded me, Ravoj has a comment. Hello everyone, and uh, sorry if, if you hear me too loud, but uh, I, I'm using a different mic, so I will try to speak uh, as much soft as I can, so I will not be too loud. Uh, so first, uh, I was using computers since 2003, and I was using JAWS 4.5 as my first screen reader. and. Uh, later I switched to 5.0 and then 6, 7, 8 and so on <coughs> and somewhere in 2007, beginning of 2007 uh, from one of the websites uh, I found a link for uh, various screen readers for the blind and in that list was uh, NVDA. So I thought, okay, it's something new and it's even free and open source. So I decided, okay, uh, I'm going to try it. And in March 2007, uh, when R425 was released, so it wasn't even 0 0.5 version. Um, I tried it and I liked it. So <coughs> later I decided to join translation team for Croatian language uh, translation and uh, I also uh, started using NVDA from source. So I downloaded source code and compile, uh, not compiled, but uh, I, I was running it directly from source. So. Uh, I can track uh, every single change in the code uh, as soon as it's pushed to the repository. Uh, on that time I was using Windows Vista and I have noticed that uh, NVDA works with Vista m better than even JAWS does. So uh, I was quite impressed uh, even on that time I got a feeling that uh, one day it will become a very useful screen reader so um, since on that time uh, it wasn't useful for um, all my everyday tasks I was using it in combination with JAWS and uh, honestly I didn't have any problems with transitioning transition so uh, since 2010 uh, I started using JAWS less and less uh, as the time was passing by and somewhere in 2011 I believe I completely uh, forgot about JAWS and uh, I have installed NVDA on my computer and since that time it was my only screen reader in fact, uh, as I said, uh, I use JAWS for a li little bit of tax tasks, but um, now I'm using NVDA when I'm using Windows, since I'm a Linux user as well. Uh, 
I'm using NVDA for sure because uh, even it even at work because um, it today on now uh, it really fits all, all of my needs and uh, fits all of my needs and uh, I really really don't need anything better so <laughs> that's my experience that's an interesting that's an interesting story um, you bring up Linux a lot and one of the questions I asked was, can it, is it possible to port NVDA or in some cases JAWS to Linux? And the answer is no. Uh, I believe Bob Asha has a question. And welcome to our new participants. We talk about switching from JAWS to NVDA and vice versa if you want. And sometimes switching from Windows to NVDA and whatnot. And Bob Asha has a question. Well, I'll get to the comment next. Hello, so in JAWS, not only JAWS, but Freedom Scientific produces the FS Cast, which is a regular podcast series for all, all its Freedom Scientific products. NV Access does have NV Access podcasts, but they aren't well updated. I can understand that NV Access has limited resources and all that. So, with you collaboration of users or uh, with the lead developers, could there be a monthly podcast of NV? Access or NVDA, something similar to FSCast. So my question was, like Freedom Scientific produces the FSCast, which is a regular podcast disc, uh, for all its Freedom Scientific products, updates and progress and all that. NV Access did make a series of NV Access podcasts, but uh, I guess due to limited resources and time constraints, they were unable to regularly update it. And the last podcast produced is quite old. I do not remember exactly when. So, is it possible for NV Access or collaboration of users to produce a monthly or some sort of podcast? Just a thought that came into my mind. Ah, good question. Uh, all right. So, in that case, um, right, it is true that NV Access does not produce NV Access podcast these days. Um, I'm assuming that this NVDA Con series has sort of replaced that, unless if someone else wants to do some podcasting or not for NVDA. But you bring up a good point. You might want to ask NV Access about resuming their podcasts and whatnot, or collaborating with you when it comes to producing one. And Buzzbitcoin has a comment. Um, actually, I just wanted to bring up something that I believe it was Hank that brought up. But um, it was it was the transition problem because I know somebody who would like to transit transition over to NVDA but she's a little well well I guess scared is maybe the right word because she's a little worried that she can't and she she isn't she does have a learning challenge um and and she's a little concerned uh that that she can't maybe um do the do the transition very well because Jaws does have a set way of doing things. So, um, as as someone, I'm, I'm not an instructor or a trainer, but as someone who's trying to see people, because what what the problem here is that the state buys um, people Jaws on mass. They just box it out to them. But when their licenses expire and they're not going to purchase them a new copy of Jaws after they're out of school, they're left hanging. And this is actually a bit of a, a government problem that 
we need to deal with in our in our inter- internally. But for now, is there maybe something you know someone sh- maybe should consider writing up a tutorial to try and deal with that? Good question. That's a very good question. Um, we do have some art- we do have some tutorials, and um, that's a very good um, okay. In this case, uh, it might be better to talk to NV Access because during keynote session last week, Mick did mention that they, that NV Access is working on a text tutorial. But I do get the, I do understand that there needs to be some kind of tutorial that tells people about transitioning between JAWS and NVDA, or vice versa if you want. So uh, you bring you, you and Hank. You and Hank bring up a very good points about transition tutorials and. Uh, uh, let's let's ask uh, NV Access or other power users about that, especially those who have used JAWS uh, in the past or who are using JAWS right now, so we can do something about it. This, you bring a very good point. Thank you very much. Um, now it's time. Louise, uh, you might want to limit your question to one question at a time. Thank you. You are welcome, Judge. Ah, well, um. Yes, I hear about that. We are saying that that MVDA is or MV Access podcast will be one month because there is is any podcast um where two one or or a lot of months um to come any new podcast of MV Access podcast and I want to be added to the MV podcast so. So what's happened to NVDA? What is the development going? What are, what are new features to plan in next version? And what are um, the new characteristics that I want to be, or bug fixes, or changes, or uh, development changes, or, uh, and so and so on. Any other stories, comments, etc.? All right. In that case, anybody want to talk the opposite way uh, from NVDA to JAWS, switching from dot or uh, let's bring let's make it more fun by introducing Windows into this. Uh, we do have Jeff Bishop, our resident Windows expert, here with us, who also writes scripts for Windows. Uh, so, if you have anything to say, Jeff, please do comment. And uh, anybody switch from Windows to NVIDIA or vice versa. So, if you if that's you, then I'd like we'd like to hear from you. Um, okay, let me get to. Um, um, Baba's question about inst- uh, NVIDIA being installed in Colombia. Uh, that you might want to ask a Colombian pe- uh, translators or Colombian users to talk about that. And Buzz has a comment, and we do have time about, I would say about five to ten minutes, if, so we can prepare for the next um, session, and that is um, going global with translations. Um, one of the problems that I've seen in the past with certain applications and uh, things is that JAWS will cut through. It's because of the video intercept drivers that Freedom Scientific provides with JAWS. And some basic users won't know where I'm going with, with this, and I'm sorry. But um, the, the problem that I'm running into is that sometimes uh, we find applications that won't read with NVDA, um, but that will read with JAWS. And and it, it's just kind of, is there ever going to be a solution to where we can eventually, hopefully, wipe JAWS off our systems altogether 
it's not even Jaws that I actually dislike. It's all their extra drivers I want to get rid of. And same with a lot of other people. That's a good question. And that's sometimes, that sort of goes with Bhavas' question about NVIDIA being deployed on many computer, on vocal optic systems in different countries. Uh, it is true that, as I just, as it was demonstrated today, that uh, some cases NVIDIA cannot read something while JAWS can. JAWS cannot read something while NVIDIA can. Uh, that is something NVIDIA access might need to answer to that. But I'm guessing that it might be due to accessibility APIs and drivers and whatnot. Uh, in that case, um, it's, it's related to uh, uh, it's related to what operating system you have, and and uh, I was uh, sorry, folks. I was listening to what Bobby was trying to say. Uh, so that depends on operating system application in use and whatnot. So that is a quite hard question to answer, but I'm sure NVXS may have an answer to that. I believe there is another comment, Bavi. I'll get to your question after this comment. Roger Stewart has a question. What I want to know is in, in WindowEyes, and maybe this was true in JAWS, but I know in WindowEyes had a feature where you could like write your own, in a way, write your own scripts, but you needed a little sighted help. Like you could move the mouse to a certain place on the screen and hit a hotkey and it would mark it. Then you could move it to another place and then mark that, and anything in that area would be marked as a user-defined window, and you could have window eyes do certain things with it. You could have it speak if the text in that area changed or if the color in it changed, or you could make it silent if you don't want to hear anything out of that. Is there a way that that will ever be possible in NVDA? Because that would be a real powerful uh, uh, little addition to it. That's a good question. Uh, um... One way is uh, we could you could ask the developers come up with an app module for that particular app where you don't want something to be announced from particular control or particular area if you want. But because NVIDIA uses objects, the best way solution at this point is to come up with an app module that silences something from being spoken. Or perhaps you want to do something with a particular area of the screen. And then that's app module is probably the only way to go. And Windows and whatnot, right. Uh, another feature that's under consideration, it hasn't been done yet, is to allow people to assign up to five objects, custom objects. That is, you can monitor up to five controls. And then you can, and then I'm not sure if it will evolve from that, but it is still under under the wraps, still being discussed from here and there. But at this point, the most effective solution right now is to app modules. And you bring this up pretty well because um, I can see that in Station Playlist Studio, for instance, which I am the author of the NVIDIA add-on for that, there are cases where you don't want to get here things such as time announcement, schedule announcement, and so forth. You can, uh, with the app module, you can disable those if you want. But it's limited as to what can be disabled. So you bring up an important point about Manipulating object announcements and whatnot for a particular control, and then NVXS. Uh, there's something that you might want to ask um, Michael Current, Mick Current. Uh, we should have brought this up last week in the keynote session, but you might want to ask him about whether it can is feasible or not. And for Vavia's question about regional versions of NVDA, 
Yes, uh, Colombia do have. Uh, I believe Hemprosa uh, has a God who's a Nepali translator. Does have something, but now, now um, Nepali translator has created something for Southeast Asian users and Takuya Nishimoto, uh, one of the one of our translators and the leader for the NVDJP project does have NVD in Japanese. These are often created along with other screen readers, which does have regional variations. Uh, for example, um, uh, in Korea, they do have JAWS, written in Korea, JAWS that speaks Korean with a specific Korean language synthesizer. Now, um, that is up to certain versions of what real speak now is vocalizer and whatnot. So, what happens usually is that there are certain features that MVD Core or the international version does not offer. For example, reading Chinese texts or reading certain Hindi texts and whatnot. What happens is that those people who do write regional versions will write a custom features for those, like reading Chinese text in certain ways, reading Hindi text and whatnot, and then they will distribute that as sort of a fork or a derivative of the NVD international or the core, uh, the one that NVXS releases. When I was writing Korean and uh, when I was working on Korean translation in 2012, I did create an NVDA K for Korean users that had Chinese characters in there, they had some other stuff in there. And then it was merged into international version in 2013. Sometimes uh, a regional version can become part of NVDA core that's, that's excuse me, distributed worldwide. But still, there are some cases where they do have regional variations. And Derek Reamer asked about Easy Table Navigator. This add-on, which I am again the author of that, allows you to use arrow keys to move through table cells. Uh, both JAWS and NVIDIA does have control all arrow keys to move through table cells. And JAWS does have a table layer mode that where you can use just arrow keys to move through the cells. And this add-on, Easy Table Navigator, which I will be releasing soon after reviews, will emulate that. There's a command to enable table layer, and you can use arrow keys to move through that. So that's that. Uh, other than that, are there any last comments, last questions or whatnot? Hank has a question, I believe. Yeah, I, I was just wanting to know briefly if you can go over uh, chat screen as far as how to use it with NVDA. Very good. Thank you for bringing this up and thank you for reminding me to do that. Now, in touch screen, uh, what, one thing you need to remember is that for both JAWS and NVDA, you will need Windows 8 or later. It will work to some extent in Windows 10, according to my tests. Uh, for NVIDIA, you do need NVIDIA 2013, you will need NVIDIA 2012.2 or later, no, 2012.3 or later, but I would advise you to use NVIDIA 2013.2 or later if you want to do touchscreens. For JAWS, you will definitely need JAWS 15 or later, and JAWS 16 as a gesture to quit JAWS, which sometimes it makes sense, but well. So to use touchscreens, uh, for both screen readers, you would use one finger flicks to move through the controls. And this is specific to NVDA. There's a mode to read the screen text using review cursor like gestures. So, and then 
you can't you don't need to really have a touch screen to use touch modes in JAWS or NVDA. In JAWS world, you do have touch cursor in JAWS 15 or later that is shift numpad plus and you have to press you have to press numpad plus twice to return to PC cursor that is system focus. And then once touch cursor is active, you can use numpad arrows to move through this. So left and right row is next and previous element, up and down are children and parents, parent and children respectively. In NVDA is native. That is to say, you can just use numpad arrows and then NVIDIA key along with that, or arrow keys in NVIDIA along with that on laptop to move through elements on screen. So like what you would do with JAWS is touch cursor, and NVIDIA had this particular facility way before JAWS did. And JAWS added touch cursor in, in supporting touch screens. NVIDIA had option navigation, and touch screen is just an extension of that. Certain commands are different. Certain commands are not implemented in NVDA, and my add-on does have improved touchscreen support for it. It's called Enhanced Touch Gestures. It adds like input help mode messages, uh, uses web, adds a web mode to navigate through different web elements and whatnot, and so forth. I don't want to advertise on my add-ons here, but... Uh, so, touchscreen, they're comparable to each other, but there are some things that NVDA lacks, while there are some commands that JAWS does not have at this point. So they're sort of equal, but NVDA is slightly, slightly um, behind, but they're still improving. But, and then Mick Kern promised last week in keynote that touchscreen was something that he would look into. And Buzz has a... And um, I'll get into Buzz's question first before I answer that whatever that was on the text. Actually, about add-ons, since you're on the th topic of add-ons, you kind of reminded me. Sometimes I'm finding that some add-ons conflict with each other. Um, is there ever a possibility of having maybe an add-ons editor or something to try and change? Like, I'm, I'm not a really good programmer, and I know that Python is, is um, open source. Is that the only way I can change um, a keystroke, for example? Because I'm noticing, you know, like, uh, I can't remember which add-ons, and I don't want to pick on anyone's person's add-ons anyway, but there were two add-ons that were conflicting with each other and were actually causing a great deal of problems for me in a certain way. <laughs> Let me know what these add-ons are. And if one of them is mine, I will try to do something about it. If it's something else, I will look to add-on um, author. I am the one of the add-on community add-ons reviewers, so you, you feel free to bring this up with me. Uh, there, uh, right now, a lot of people use Notepad++ to write add-ons. I do. Some people use Sharp. others use Notepad2, which is not the same as Notepad 1 or the native Notepad on Windows. Some use Notepad. I use Notepad++. Uh, one of the exciting, one of the things that one of our translators, um, David Pardon from Germany, has been working on is ability to press NVDA with number row 0 in JAWS for Windows. It will be use Open Script Manager. In NVDA, you would use that command to open an editor where you can actually write add-ons. And then uh, JAWS has Keyboard Manager, and NVIDIA has Input Gestures Dialog. It's sort of the same purpose as JAWS and Keyboard Manager. You can go in there, look at what the keys are assigned to which add-ons and whatnot, and you can add, change. Um, so you can go through the three views of list of keys, and then you can just add, remove, or change the commands. And I believe there was a question uh, on the text, give me a second. And Buzz, and Buzz just told me on um, 
text that it was some something from OCR add-on resource manager. And for resource manager, you might want to use resource manager 3.1 later because it removed that. And clip contents designer and uh, clip contents designer and um, other one, OCR and whatnot. So if if you have anything about add-ons, you might want to bring up with me, or you might want to ask on NVIDIA dash add-ons list. Uh, are there any other questions or comments from anyone? And Johnny asks, is there a way to virtualize Windows and NVIDIA? There is. There's an add-on out there called Virtual Revision. And if you install that, and if you press a particular command, it will let you read the contents of the screen just using arrow keys, no VB cursor. Uh, whatsoever in, if you have that installed. But you can achieve the same thing if you use screen review and review cursor commands. Keyboard manager, it already does exist. And that is input gestures dialog. And Bhavya asked me to bring up some things about using some add-ons to emulate JAWS functionality that I think that's beyond the scope of this. But I'll try my best to do something about that for next NVIDIA con, I don't know when it will be, or when I'll be hosting that. Um, so I'll try to do my best to do something about that. But I think it's getting to be on the scope of this. But yes, there are errors that which will emulate JAWS functionality in NVDA. And if you script JAWS right, you can ask it to do something that NVDA already does now. And input gestures isn't limited to NVDA native commands. It also works for add-ons as well. If there's no questions, um, unless someone has it, and I guess it's time to, it's almost over two hours, so I think, unless if people say no, then I guess we should uh, prepare this room for the next session, that is globalization with NVIDIA in translations. And uh, if there are any last minute comments, then I would say let's uh, end the session for now, so we can prepare this room for the next uh, meeting. If not, okay, um, if not, then we will call it a day for the session one on switching, non-visual way to switch from JAWS and VDA. It was a very good discussion. Thanks for bringing all those questions up about comparisons and JAWS and whatnot. And I hope that it could serve as a sort of a continuous dialogue where people can compare JAWS and VDA. So people will be informed as to what they're getting into when they use JAWS and when they use NVDA. And the another purpose was to demonstrate was to allow screen reader instructors to get a feel overview of differences, similarities, and difference between JAWS and NVDA, so that when they teach the, those to students, they will know what they're teaching. And thank you for all those questions about add-ons, uh, JAWS features, NVDA features, supports, and whatnot. And I'm sure NVX would like to love to hear from you. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with NVAccess, their Twitter handle is NVAccess one word. For the developers, it is MD underscore current for Mike Mumik and JCSTEH for James Te, Jamie Te. And when you mention NVDA on Twitter, you would use NVDASR because if you just use NVDA, you'll find yourself talking about NVIDIA graphics cards. So NVDASR, NVDASR is the hashtag that you want to use when you want to mention NVDA. And NVIDIA and both screen readers does have user lists for NVIDIA. It's on free lists. And there's a dedicated site for JAWS users. So if you want to learn more about those, you can feel free to join the screen reader uh, mailing lists. And then 
NV access and Freedom Cipher does accept emails. So if you want to talk to them, please do contact Freedom Scientific for Joshua Windows or NV Access for NVDA. And we look forward to working with Freedom Scientific and NVDA, NV Access to improve functionality of the screen readers for years to come. And I will put the um, Twitter on the text. So thank you very much, everyone. I'll see you in the next session that is Going Global with NVDA Translation right here in NVDAcon 2015.1. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Again, this is Jeff Bishop here at the AFB Leadership Conference, and I'm here at the iBill booth with Sabra. And so I wanted to stop by here and find out what's going on with the iBill. Hi, Jeff. Hi. It's going great. We're giving away a lot of iBills. As you know, the program started in January. Right. Where anyone with low vision or blindness can get a free iBill from the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. To get more information on it, you can call 844-815-9388 and get information on how to get your iBill. Or you can get an application online at BEP.gov. Okay. Now, can you contact your uh, cooperating network library, you know, uh, and get them that way, or are they not, they're not doing that anymore? They're not doing that anymore. Some of the libraries are. There are still a lot of libraries that are participating, and I'm sure that they'll be happy to assist in approving the applications. And then they just mail them in to me. Okay. And uh, we forward them on. Then you ship them out. out. Yes, sir. Okay, great. And of course, you have the iPhone app. Yes, sir. We have the iPhone app. Yep. I know. Mm -hmm. um, that's for iOS phones. Right. We also have the Ideal Currency Identifier app. That's for Android. For Android, phones. exactly. That's with uh, we were partnering with the Department of Education on that one. Uh -huh. Both of those are free apps. Yes. And uh, it's going very well. A lot of folks use uh, the iOS app. Yeah. Is there uh, any changes coming in either of those apps, especially uh, for iOS apps, eight? As far as the iOS is right now. They are updated to the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, and so we won't be making any changes uh, in the near future, but as the phones update, as the, the apps will also. Yeah, of course, as currency changes and all of that. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any information, and perhaps you do not, but do you have any information on you know, the accessible currency as well? Yes, sir. I can give you a brief update on it. Um, you know, the Bureau is moving forward. I know it's been a long, lengthy process, but uh, we are moving forward with the tactile feature. And our goal is, is to have the feature on uh, the, the next series of currency, which is going to be the $10 note in 2020. Right, okay. So that, that, that timing hasn't changed, really? No, sir. The timing hasn't changed. We're in the process of acquiring presses and uh, applications yep. stuff to get it uh, into production. You know, a lot of people have brought up that, you know, the, the Bureau is not acting or, or, or moving quickly enough for accessible currency. And I just thought, you know, maybe, because I fully understand this, I mean, it's a very, very, very complex process. And I thought maybe you might be able to shed some light as to, you know, what what that process is a little bit, you know, at maybe a 10,000 foot level. Yeah, 10,000 foot level. Yeah. It is a complex process, and you know, the general population doesn't see all the little niches that uh, we work with in order to uh, get an application on a note. And, you know, we hear often, I do, of that, you know, other countries do this. What's the problem? What's taking so long? Mm -hmm. But you have to realize that our currency is world currency, and, you know, 
or smaller countries that have great uh, tactile feature applications, what they print in a year, we print in a day at the Bureau. And so on the mass scale that we print currency, we have to make sure that first the ink is going to stay on the note that we put on there for the tactile feature and that it can go through the processes. So it is a, a slow process to go through all of the steps to ensure that when the note gets out into circulation, after about five years, you're still going to be able to feel it. Right, not to mention the fact that you got to make sure it continues to function in vending machines and you know all of the hardware that's around that actually reads currency and deals with it at the banking institutions and Absolutely. all of that. I mean, this is it's it's very very complicated. Yeah, it is very complicated. But you know, the bureau is moving forward, and uh, ACB is a good thing to to give us a little boot to to start doing that. And I know Absolutely. it seems like it's been a very slow process, but. I work on that team, and we are moving forward yep. and trying to get it done, and um, sometimes things just take a lot longer than we'd like, but sure. they are working on it. When do you think you'll get the fives and the ones and twenties? Um, well, the ones will be changed, because there's a law out there that doesn't permit us to change the one dollar note. Oh, isn't that interesting? You know, I, a one dollar hmm. note wears out in about 42 months. So you really uh, oh, wow. It lasts that long, does it? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm surprised. I, I would have thought it would have worn out quicker. So what we did is we decided that we need to put the first tactile feature on, on a note that has the next short life date, which is five to seven years right. for a 10. Okay. 20 is five to seven years. Yep. And so we made that the goal, that we want that tactile feature to stay on that note for at least five to seven years. That's fantastic. Wow. And so um, the 10 is what we're doing next. And it really depends on what note we print next is how much counterfeit is going on. Of course, right. They're all subject to change. Because that's what guides all the printing that the Bureau does. Sure. Is the security features and what note's being counterfeited right. and so forth like that. But, but what you learn on the 10, you can carry over to the next currency. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. If we can get past, you know, all the barriers and all the stuff that we're working through to get this tactile feature on the 10, the next series of notes are going to be a breeze. Absolutely. So to speak. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, once we get the, the presses in and the, the application methods in place, the next series of currency, you know, it's not going to take as long no. to get it moving. And so once we can get over these hurdles, the process will move a lot faster. Absolutely. All right. Well, great. Is there any other uh, information you'd like to pass on to our listeners? I think that's everything. I just want to make sure that everybody gets their free iBill. Great. Can you give us that phone number once again? Absolutely. The phone number is 844-815-9388. Okay. And that is also, if you have your iBill already and you have a problem with it or it's not working or you lost it or somebody, you know, something happened to it, you can call that number and we'll send you a new one. We want to make sure everybody oh, great. has their iBill. Oh, we didn't hear that before. That's great news. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you again for being with us today on Main Menu. We always appreciate having you here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back again here next week on Main Menu.